CSN International presents to every man an answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Friday's edition of To Every Men and Answer as we wrap up the very first week here in this brand new year. We want to just once again encourage you to give us a call if you've got a question about the things that you see going on in the world, whether you've been sharing your faith, someone's asked you a question, come across something in the Bible you don't understand. Hey, that's why we like to get together every weekday afternoon at this time to answer questions about the Bible from the Bible and to answer those questions for you. And so if you got a question, that number to call again, we got some lines open, 8888-ASK-CSN. And joining me today, special guest Brad Dacus from PJI.org, Pacific Justice Institute. Hi and welcome, Brad. Oh, hi, hi, Mike. It's great to be on the program. Always a blessing to be with you. Looking forward to answering some questions with you. And uh, Brad is from uh, Pacific Justice Institute, helps uh, people like you and me against unfair um, uh, rules, laws that have been placed upon people. People sometimes lose their jobs because they're not vaccinated or some other thing. Well, that's why Brad's uh, ministry really is to help people uh, all across our country uh, from this overreach of government and sometimes local, state, and city laws that sometimes just really make no sense. And they're very, very uh, prejudiced in the way that they uh, will favor one group of people over another. And so, Brad, I'm so glad you're with us today. Look forward to answering some questions with you. And uh, my understanding is the Supreme Court will hear Trump's ballot case. Your thoughts? Oh, yes, uh, they will hear it. And I predict they're going to hear it much sooner than people expect. Uh, the Everything is, is coming down so quickly. We've got, you know, the Iowa caucus is coming right up uh, around, the, around the bend. And uh, we've got these other states with primaries, and they're going to have to print their ballots. Uh, so I think that the Supreme Court will be taking this up uh, in the not-too-distant uh, future. And when they do, um, I predict that uh, they will find that the 14th Amendment uh, does not, where it deals with the language uh, dealing with those who create an insurrection as not being able to hold public office or federal office, uh, I believe that uh, they will rule that that is uh, not a, a presumptive uh, thing that just kicks into effect upon uh, pronouncement, but is something that actually, as a matter of due process, requires uh, an act of Congress, uh, you know, an, an actual trial, uh, a jury, uh, full due process, uh, you know, with a, a standard of showing uh, that uh, that they're guilty of this uh, alleged act uh, beyond a, a reasonable doubt, not just preponderance of the evidence or clear and convincing evidence, but the highest level of scrutiny beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, I think that the court's going to come down with that and say, um, hey, there is no such due process here to make these kind of uh, determinations or assumptions and just wipe them all off the face of the map. All of these actions by these radicals who are trying to undermine the process and prevent President Trump to get on the ballot. Yeah. And when you stop to think about it a minute again, 
President Trump has been convicted of no crime whatsoever. Right. And the the Constitution says that we're innocent till proven guilty. So by any state doing this to me has opened themselves up to libel slander against uh, President Trump into the stratosphere. Your thoughts? Yeah, it would be interesting. Uh, there may be a, a case like that uh, brought against those states. You know, libel, slander, um, that can be very difficult, especially uh, to prove when you're dealing with a, a public figure. Um, you know, is it a, a, a pronouncement of a false uh, fact uh, and not just a, an opinion or perception or interpretation of a law? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how that's going to pan out. Uh, I think uh, their interpretation of the law will not be put in the same category. A false interpretation of a law and application will probably not be put in the same category as libel slander. Uh, but we'll have to see how that, how that plays out. We've never seen anything like this before in U.S. history. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a real history buff. And, you know, I, I just, this is going to be an in- interesting, uh, interesting to see how this plays out. But I do believe at the end of the day it will be a decisive win for President Trump and the American people uh, to be able to uh, have him on the ballot and to be able to vote for him or not vote for him, but, but to keep that decision among we the people and not among a few uh, leftist elitists uh, wishing to uh, do what they feel is best for the people. Yeah, well, they're communists, and that's what you get. Uh, they, you can, If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And when you find their philosophy of life, Following 100% really uh, uh, Marxism and communism, uh, you have to conclude that these people are not really for our Constitution, not really for our Bill of Rights, but for their own redefinition. And this is why they strive so hard to infiltrate the courts and everywhere else so, that, so they can carry out their their dark agenda against the American people. And this is a real tragedy. And, of course, our American news media is rotten to the core that uh, helps assist them in doing this. Um, you don't hear anything, again, about uh, all the bribery and all the stuff with our current president and uh, all the things that are going on. Uh, you know, when you really look at it, I think that's where you're really going to find your criminals. Uh, getting money from China? I mean, come on. what What's going on here? And, um, you know, what other manipulative processes are going on? I mean, could China give uh, somebody some money under the table to disarm America, which makes an overthrow very easy? Because remember, tyrants prefer unarmed peasants, and that's what they want. And this is one of the great problems that we see right now. And, um, you know, I, I think um, really the only reason I mentioned these things, and I think I want to be clear with all of you on this, is not to be political, but to remind you of the lateness of the hour. When right. you had three over 300,000 people illegally break into our country last month, from December 1st to December 31st, Three hundred thousand. There's very few economies in the world that can handle that kind of influx of people coming across the border uh, with just a knapsack. Uh, how how long can you do this without completely bankrupting America? Oh, wait a minute. That's what they're trying to do: overwhelm the system, collapse it, and then out of the ashes, their new beautiful. Communist America will arise. And just as Nikita Khrushchev says, we will bury you. And he also went on to say, without ever firing a shot, 
And by instituting their plan, by infiltrating the schools, the courts, the seminaries, by infiltrating the media, by infiltrating every single thing they can do, including Hollywood and all the rest, anything that influences the masses, influence it, and in a number of years, we will win. And you know what's really amazing? It's exactly what's happening. And so we're in some pretty interesting times, Brad. Yeah, we, we definitely are. Uh, the challenges to this nation and its survival uh, have never been uh, greater than perhaps the Civil War. Uh, otherwise, uh, what we're facing is um, monumental, it's historical. Uh, and yet, I, I encourage people out there who see these things happening uh, not to worry, but to choose to be faithful followers of the Lord. Uh, and that includes sharing your faith, living your faith, and proclaiming truth and uh, not acting out of fear and intimidation, whether it's the workplace, the schools, the public places, uh, uh, you know, in media. Uh, that's something that we at Pacific Justice Institute work hard to protect uh, individuals to be able to live their faith, share their faith, raise their children. Uh, and the way they should go uh, against these bombardments and attacks uh, from uh, those who wish to undermine all that is good and uh, and all that is righteous uh, in terms of our nation and our our uh, our history and our our re, uh, Christian heritage. Yeah, we, you know we've got a really wonderful uh, Christian heritage in our nation. That's what made America great. Uh, it isn't our cunning craftiness or all these things. It's just God's blessing. But as America turns its back on God, we find our borders now being overran at a rate so fierce that it will, it will, it will collapse the United States. There's no way around it. But that's what they're trying to do. Remember, Rome was never conquered. Its borders were overran. Do you think they've read history books? I think they have. Well, let's go ahead and go to the phones. We have Daniel on the line, Gainesville, Georgia. Hi and welcome. Is that good? Um, uh, I could say, <clears throat> CSN, I have a problem. Verse 27 on uh, Daniel chapter 9. Verse 27, uh, okay. It says, he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, seven, of, that's a seven-year period of time. Mm-hmm. But, but in the middle of the week, he yes. shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. Mm-hmm. He, in my new King James Bible, is capitalized. And I heard a lot of uh, preaching that he uh, antichrist, but it's capitalized. So, seems to me he's talking about Jesus. He he would bring an end to sacrifice and offering. No, no. This is speaking of the antichrist, um, and and again, the the he there is not speaking of deity. It is speaking of the antichrist, and this is what follows the rest of what the Bible says. In fact, Jesus spoke about the abomination which makes desolate. Uh, and um, uh, we, we realize that he will confirm a covenant with the nation of Israel. Most people believe this verse is what really starts the tribulation period. It's not the collapse of America or or uh, the Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine war or the rapture of the church. No, what the Bible says starts this week, which is a seven-year period of time, God dealing with his nation of Israel that last final seven-year period of time, to fulfill the promise that he made to Abraham that not only through you all the nations of the world would be blessed, but also blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord's going to work all this through. 
But at the same time, he's dealing in these seven years with the nation of Israel. He's also dealing with a God-rejecting world, and we know this as the tribulation period. Now, he makes a deal with Israel. Notice it says he'll confirm a covenant. What is this covenant? We don't know for sure. But I believe personally, and what I gather from Scripture, being so much of, of Israel's life surrounded the temple, I believe this is where it's going to take this man of peace, known as the Antichrist. He will negotiate a settlement so Israel can build their third temple there on the Temple Mount where the Dome of the Rock Mosque is. Now, in chapter 11 of Revelation, John is told, do not measure the outer court. It has been given to the Gentiles. Very interesting words. It has been given to the Gentiles. Maybe very much part of this covenant that is made with Israel that the outer court will be given to the Gentiles, but you will have enough room to build your third temple. John not only saw it, he measured it, so we know that it exists during that. Now, very possibly at the dedication, now they could be using the temple, they could be offering sacrifices, all these things again, um, but it may very well be during the dedication of the temple, the very temple that the Antichrist helped negotiate this wonderful peace treaty. Finally, the Arab, the Jew, the Christian can all worship. there on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. This man of peace made it possible. He goes there and it, he commits there what's called the abomination, which makes desolate. And you'll find that in the very, um, the very uh, continuing of this verse. Uh, It will be on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate. Uh, It says, even until the consummation, which is determined, which is poured out on the desolate. Now, this is where we find in other places of Scripture, the Antichrist goes into the temple, a picture of himself or his name, and declares to the world that he is God. Now, something to understand The Antichrist allows Israel to continue their sacrifices for a little bit in their new temple. We also know the Antichrist makes a world religion. You might call it Chrislam or coexist with all the different symbols of all the different religions of the world. And he unites the world partially by religion. And then three and a half years into the Antichrist reign, and that's where it talks about he breaks this covenant with Israel. This is where he stops the sacrifices and declares to the world that he is God and must be worshipped as God. Now, it's interesting because the very religious system to unite the world, all these different uh, religions, he scraps and then declares he's God and must be worshipped as God. I believe he knows the Jewish people are not going to uh, uh, buy his chili. They're they're just not going to accept this. And so that's why I believe Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, don't even go back into your house to get your coat. Run as quickly as you can. If you're outside, this happens. Go, don't come back. Why? Well, in the old days, when you'd conquer a city as... um, uh, even a hundred years ago, 
It takes a lot of time to conquer a city. You, you go in, you have to go through every house, very similar to what we find going on right now in the Gaza as uh, they attacked Israel. Uh, you have to go through, and it takes a long time to conquer a city, sometimes uh, uh, weeks, sometimes even months to really do it. But Jesus said no. He said, when this happens, run as quickly as you can. And now with the advantage of surface-to-air missiles, missiles launched from aircraft where the Antichrist would already be prepared knowing that they're going to reject him as being God, I believe everything Jesus says there speaks so clearly of the last days. Because if it was 100 years ago, it takes a lot of time to conquer a city. Jesus said, when this happens, run. Don't even go back in to get your coat. That would describe to me a very fast missile to blow something up. So he says here, in the middle of the week, he brings an end to the sacrifice and the offerings going on there in this new temple. And that's where he commits the abomination which makes desolate, where he declares to the world, he now is God and he must be worshipped. Any last thoughts, Brad? Yeah, um, I think you did a, a great job explaining it. I, my only observation is that, uh, just stepping back, is uh, how uh, uh, exciting it is to realize that the prophecy of Scripture is not found in just one book of the Bible, uh, but it's in passages uh, throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. And what's really exciting when you think about it is these are different authors at different points of time um, and yet the prophecies uh, weave together, uh, yes. congruent in such an, an awesome way that it could, should be a real encourager and encouragement to our faith. I know there's people out there who, you know, have different uh, interpretations of different um, a- applications of, of uh, pr- prophecy and scripture in that regard. Uh, but uh, you, you can't help but just uh, fathom how incredible it is uh, just from a, a, an evidentiary perspective to see how God worked it uh, with regard to the prophecies, uh, working together, agreeing with each other, uh, complementing each other uh, in such a beautiful way in in the scriptures. And that's one reason why I think it's really valuable to, when you're looking at uh, interpreting prophecies in scriptures, not just to look at that one passage, uh, but to make a point, as you just did, uh, Mike, uh, to apply multiple passages and 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 to, to keep it in its context and understand how it how it plays out. So, uh, I think that was a great explanation, and um, it's um, it's it's also exciting just to see how where we are today, and um, how easily uh, these things could uh, be manifest at uh, at such a, a fast pace uh, because of where we are and where where things are situated as we speak. Yeah, and and the context, I think, is everything, too, because, again, when you you first start in verse 27, then he, no capital here, just shall confirm a covenant with Israel. But in the middle of the week, he, and this is with a capital there, though, but it's referencing um, what we're already talking about. It doesn't say God. It says he, and he has already been described in the first part, just a, uh, a few words back, that he's the one that confirms the covenant with Israel. So hope that helps. Okay, so give me a minute. But the prophecy starts, it gives us 70 weeks. And yes. it says to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to anoint the most holy. So it, it, it includes Jesus. And then in verse 26, it says, after the 62 weeks, 
And if we add the seven, we are after the 69 weeks. So we are right now in the 70th week. And uh, No, the, the, the 70th week, the 70th week has not started yet. Uh, the 70th week starts with a covenant with the nation of Israel. Now, that's what it says here. Again, then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. That is the 70th week of Daniel. We're not there yet. We're close to it, I think, but we're not there yet because this covenant with Israel has not yet been signed. And it's going to be signed by this Antichrist, this world leader, um, to bring peace to the Middle East. And again... You're peace, peace, but there is no peace, and you'll never have peace without the Prince of Peace. And so, I uh, hope that answers it. Yeah, but the Bible doesn't say it makes a covenant with Israel. It says with many. And verse 27 shows two people. He shall bring an end to sacrifice offering. So I'm thinking it talks about Jesus. And shall be one. So it's two people. And only the half part of 27 speaks of the Antichrist. Shall be one that makes desolate even to the consummation, which is determined. Well, I, I, I have problems with that because as you read on, you, you find that, and on the wing of the abomination shall be one who makes desolate. It, it, it seems to be, to me, reading this is all describing the same person here. And of course, the Lord comes back at the end of, of this 70th week or this this week here, which the Antichrist is then uh, to be destroyed and all. Uh, so uh, that's my take on it. Brad, uh, anything else? No, uh, I, no, no more from me. And I think that was a great explanation. So Daniel, I hope that helps. And, and um, I'll, uh, I'll look at it some more, but, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that. Uh, because again, the, uh, the Antichrist is the one at the temple, who declares there that he's God. That's the abomination which makes desolate, Matthew chapter 24. And he's not going to allow the Jews to continue to offer their sacrifices to God while he's in the building or his name or his 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 uh, image of himself is there declaring to the world that he's God. No, that's not going to happen. So by, by looking at the other verses, we don't find that this is God. I believe it's speaking of very possibly at this point, the Antichrist being this world figure. It is very possible that the Antichrist, as an example, where we find in verse 27 in the very first part where, where it's not capitalized, this may be on his ascent to being uh, the Antichrist. In fact, it may be the very thing that catapults him into this Messiah global leader uh, because he was able to make peace in the Middle East, which no one's been able to do for 2,900 years. You know, here you've got this guy that comes on the scene. And now, as you read a little bit farther, now he's he's got the, 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 um, uh, the authority now to begin to do these things and to end the sacrifices. Hope that helps. And that's about the best we can do with it, Daniel. I hope that helps. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. Stay on, stay on line if you like. Send you out a couple of books, a couple of DVDs. Happy New Year to you. Let's go to Richard Las Vegas. Hi and welcome. Thank you for taking my question. Uh, my question is, the uh, it says that the, uh, that the devil, he'll be bound during the uh, uh, 
the tribulation or, or yes. actually the millennial reign. Yes. But then uh, he'll come back and be able to rule after that. And then it says after that, he'll be in, thrown into the lake of, of fire. Yes. Um, so I, I just, uh, where would I find that? Well, it's in Revelation chapter 20 is where you want to look for that. And um, there in Revelation chapter 20, we do have this this kind of a, a amazing wrap-up. It's, also, it's found in Revelation 20, verse 7. And this is where it says, and I'll just read it. Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison. He's going to be able to go out and here for almost a thousand years, people have had to live in a perfect government, perfect food, perfect environment, perfect ecosystem, perfect everything. But you see, the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked above all things who can know it. This idea that, well, the reason man does bad things is because he was told no when he was a child or uh, he's had negative programming. We need to be positive. Um, that will keep man from being sinful. Man has lived in a perfect environment. And when Satan is loosened to give people an opportunity to choose whether they want to continue to serve Jesus Christ or to rebel against him, the Bible says here, as sand is on the seashore, they come against him and with a word, the Lord destroys them. But this goes back to what we find in John chapter 3, where Jesus said to Nicodemus, a religious leader, a high-ranking religious leader of the day, Marvel not that I say to you, you must be born again. The Bible says it's not within man to live righteously. We have an old sin nature we inherited from Adam and Eve. And all we do, sinning, remember everybody, sinning doesn't make you a sinner. Sinning proves what you are. And again, uh, when you see this uh, opportunity that people will have, now there's not only Jesus, but there's now Satan goes out. It's amazing as sand is on the seashore. In numbers, they come against Jesus again after living in a perfect world. Your thoughts, Brad? Yeah, you know what I like about this scripture in particular uh, is uh, a couple things. Uh, first is the fact that it makes it very clear that Satan wasn't, you know, defeated in a in a wrestling match with with Jesus and just barely lost and you know or, or you know no no um, he was bound. Um, and God says, I'm taking you out. And I think that's really important for us to understand because I, sometimes I see Christians uh, with an attitude sort of thinking that somehow um, you know, Satan is a, is a threat to God. Uh, no, our God is an awesome God. He can bind Satan. He can release Satan. At the end, our God is, has providence, and we can have a confidence in God no matter where we are in, in the, uh, the, the timeline of, and, uh, of and, the ages. And what we do. Coming up on a break, everyone, we're going to have a whole lot more right after this. We'll be right back. It all came down to the ultrasound, and I saw this little lima bean-looking thing with a halo. When this mom came to a preborn center, a baby wasn't really in her plans. I got to hear the heartbeat, and I got chills. In that moment, I just felt God's arms come around me and hug me and tell me that it was going to be okay. After hearing her baby's heartbeat and seeing her baby on ultrasound, this mom's plans changed. My choice to become a mom, hear those little footsteps running down the hallway every morning, 
morning is all because I had an ultrasound. It saved my life and hers. When an expectant mother meets her baby on ultrasound, she is 80% more likely to choose life. Preborn's network of clinics are the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country and have rescued over 270,000 babies. To learn how you can rescue a baby's life, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or call 855-668-BABY. That's 855-668-BABY. All gifts are tax deductible. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's some great news. If you were just notified that your Medicare costs are increasing, a program out there can really help you with your medical bills. And it's worth taking a minute to look into MediShare 65+. plus. It's not insurance. Members actually say it's better. It's a Christian healthcare community that aligns with your faith and where people encourage and pray for you. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You choose any Medicare provider, and you get telehealth access anytime you need it. And this is great, too. Unlike health insurance, you can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. So don't get stuck with increasing costs. Call MediShare 65 Plus and find out how much you can save. Call 833-90-SHARE. That's 833-90-SHARE. 833-90-SHARE. Back to part two of Jeremy Men and Answer here on this Friday, the very first Friday of 2024. We want to once again just welcome you and encourage you to give us a call if you've got a question concerning the Bible. We have with us Brad Dacus from Pacific Justice Institute, attorney at large. I'm so glad you're with us, Brad. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. We're going to go back and finish up with Richard, who was on the phone when we went to the break. Richard, I uh, hope that answers it for you. That does. Thank you very much. You guys have a blessed afternoon. Yeah, you'll find it again, uh, chapter 20, verse 7, where Satan is loosed after being bound. Um, and uh, so you might want to check that out. Stay online. We'll get some books and DVDs out to you. Happy New Year to you. Let's go to Karen, Oregon. Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I love your show. I wish I'd go back to 90-minute show. Um the question I, well, before I start my question, I'm trying to get a library started with for youth. That's where my heart is. Uh-huh. Um, getting books and DVDs together. I got a number of books together, but I'm finding the kids are just like, oh, yeah, I read the part of that. But I thought maybe if I got some DVDs, is there any way without, I don't have internet, but is there any way without internet that I could preview some of the DVDs you have um, at CNN, uh, CFN? Uh, you, you know, uh, there there probably is, and uh, we can we can uh, let you know if you stay on after the call, uh, they can give you some information of the DVDs that we have available, and you probably can go online. Um, now, you, you say you do or don't have internet. I do not have internet, and I have a limited budget, so I didn't want to buy a bunch of DVDs because I didn't think, you know, I can't really return them. Yeah. Um, but some of them I found very useful so far with God of Wonders and evolution versus creation, that sort of thing. Um, but like Hell is for Real, I kind of wanted to preview that one before I <laughs> handed yeah. it out. Well, anyway, um, yeah. well, real quick, Karen, uh, we can give you a, a list of ones, especially if you're targeting 
uh, younger people that would be probably very, very effective. And so uh, just stay on afterwards and we'll try to get that information to you. Um, Now, did you have a question too? Yes, I actually had a question come up from the last question. When people are in the millennial reign, are they Christ-filled and Spirit-filled? Or are they just in a perfect environment and still... Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, uh, they're in a perfect environment. Uh, They're not born again, necessarily. Uh, That's not to say there won't be people during the millennial reign of Christ that will be born again. Your thoughts, Brad? Oh, yeah. Um, I think what's uh, it's important to realize is that, uh, that one thing that makes us unique as humans is that that choice uh, to choose to be followers of God and, and, and Christ or not to. Um, and the millennial is not a time when people are, are in, in heaven, uh, but it's it's on earth. And that choice element is still there. And there's no reason to believe that it. it's not there. And with that choice element would be the presumption of of those who are going to be uh, followers of the Lord with a, with a heart of following the Lord um, and those who, who don't. Um, and I think that, uh, that, that that's sort of what sets the, the foundation for what, how it uh, plays out in the end with uh, the armies uh, being uh, people being deceived and, and uh, coming against uh, the, the Lord. Uh, that's, I think we're going to see that play out. And, and I think we would uh, once again, see, see people on both sides, uh, presumably, because of that that choice element that would be that would exist in the millennial. So I hope that helps. Well, I actually have the question about a Christophany. Okay. Um, being that I'm discipling these youth, I got a little confused myself, and I really couldn't find the answers in the Bible. When they talk about the angel of the Lord, and he talks to Abraham, he eats with Abraham, he can see him face to face. And yet he's the angel of the Lord. I thought, does he have a special title at that point that he can be face to face with a sinful man? Because later on, he can't be face to face with Moses. No one can see the Lord, you know, God and die or they'll die. And I'm trying I'm trying to make it clear in my mind so I don't confuse them later. <laughs> well, we, we realize that these picture types of Christ in the Old Testament where he makes a um, pre-incarnate uh, appearance. Um, many people, I'm one that believe that uh, Melchizedek was Jesus because of his description. It says, consider what kind of man this was in the book of Hebrews, without father, without mother, without beginning of days nor end of days, but like unto the Son of God. Um, now, again, I don't know anybody without father or without mother. Uh, so that would tell me it's something uh, pretty important. Then again, we go to First, excuse me, we go to John chapter um, 8, and Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, saw it, and was glad. Now, the way it comes across in the Hebrew uh, is different a little bit than the way it comes across in the English, because then the the, the Sanhedrin, the, the, the Jews, said to Jesus, you're not yet 50 years old, and you've seen Abraham. So it's very clear Jesus was making a reference to his pre uh, being pre-born in 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 uh, uh, Bethlehem. Uh, he says, "Abraham rejoiced to see my day, saw it, and was glad." They said, "You're not yet fifty years old, and you've seen Abraham." And that's where Jesus said, "Before Abraham was, I am," claiming to be the I am that talked to Moses in the burning bush. Well, where do we find uh, a face to face? 
event with with somebody like Jesus in the Old Testament. And I believe that certainly a very strong case could be made for Melchizedek. And of course, there's a couple other times when when the Lord spoke to Abraham. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think that uh, that um, we were looking at, at metaphysics here. So, um, you know, God is the is the master of of, of metaphysics, and uh, the extent to which He uh, fully reveals uh, the glory of, of 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 Christ, or the extent to which uh, Christ is 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 not revealed in His full glory, like when He was on the earth. He did not have this, this shining radiance that people could not, you know, see him. And yet, when you look at the apostle uh, Paul, who is Saul at the time on the road to Damascus, um, you know, the bright light of God, and, and he, he's blinded. Um, so I, I, I think we have to give God the, the latitude on how He um, manifests um, His glory through Christ and uh, through in, in through God the Father without uh, uh, without. Uh, allowing it to to conflict uh, with our understanding of of, uh, of who they are, despite separate from that the um, the, the the extent of their dis- display of the glory uh, that is uh, a part of them. So I, I hope that hope that uh, shed some light on it for you, Karen. That was that, that was a beautiful answer. I was just thinking the angel of the Lord when he actually met with him and he actually ate with him. Yeah, you know that's yeah. when he worshipped him, as well as Melchizedek. I never thought of really drawing the conclusion because he said he was he was the one that tithed to Melchizedek ten percent. Um, okay. And, and what's real, really unusual, Karen? He just met him. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, and Abraham went down to the temple of Melchizedek and visited with him there. Doesn't say that. Melchizedek shows up, and Abraham evidently recognized the deity of Christ or something in that he would pay him tithes. There's something here that, that I believe when we go to Hebrews is when it's really explained what really happened back there in Genesis. And so you might want to take a look at that again, but Karen, stay online and we'll, we'll uh, try to give you some directive on, on uh, some uh, DVDs that I think will be very influential for those that you're trying to reach. Okay. Thank you very much. Happy New Year to you. God bless you. And uh, we'll get some things out to you. Let's go to Michael, Austin, Texas. Hi, welcome. Yes, uh, I had a question here. We had a dinner uh, conversation the other night with our 18-year-old daughter who's really growing in the faith. And she brought up a question that she heard on a program. During the Great Tribulation, uh, will the untold multitudes who come to faith in Christ, Tribulation Saints, will they be indwelt with the Holy Spirit or would the Spirit just... Uh, come up on them and leave like in the Old Testament. The program she heard, uh, the, the, the speaker said that uh, the Holy Spirit will not indwell the tribulation saints. He will just come up on them and then leave them. I have never heard that. Uh, and, um, you know, when the gift of the Holy Spirit was given, it was to all those that are far off, it says. So I don't, I don't believe that. And, and in fact, I don't believe that during the tribulation period, Probably without being spirit filled, um, you, you'd, you'd be able to endure because it's going to be pretty tough times. And again, always remember for everybody listening, the Bible in the during the tribulation period speaks of saints, speaks of the elect, but mm-hmm. never the church. 
The last we find the church is in heaven, chapter 5. The last we find the church on earth is the last verse in chapter 3. And so we don't find the church ever mentioned again. And when you look how many times the church has, has the influence of church in the Gospels and in the, in the epistles uh, were, were, were exemplified as, as this, you know, Jesus said, you're my body. Uh, when we look at this, and then to not find the church ever mentioned again after Revelation chapter 6 on earth uh, until we come back with Jesus uh, at the end of the tribulation period is pretty substantial. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, it's it's important for people to understand that in the time of the, the tribulation, that many Christians, including myself at one time, thought that, uh, you know, after the rapture, um, you know, that's it. You know, those who are left behind, you know, they can accept not accept the mark of the beast or whatever, but they're they're toast anyway. Um, and yet, uh, that's that's not you know what the scripture makes it clear that there uh, will be saints because there'll be saints persecuted, and uh, these are going to be people who are uh, followers of God, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're not like half saved. They're not uh, distant from God and just sort of clinging on. Um, these will be a, a great work. And I look at the tribulation time, frankly, as I would call it the great squeeze, the great ringer, if you will, where there's going to be intensity of persecution and and uh, things happening on the earth. There is going to be just horrific. And yet through that intensity and that horrific time, um, that there'll be uh, those who 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 uh, come to Christ, who surrender to the Lord and, and are persecuted for it. So I hope that answers it for you. Well, the, the question, the other question I had was, if the Spirit doesn't indwell the tribulation saints, would that negate the, the cross and the resurrection? No, and I, I, I believe that, that, um, that it, you know, Jesus said this. He said, you being of the world are evil, know how to give your children good gifts. How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Now, uh, it doesn't say, unless you're in the tribulation period. And so I, I, I would say that anybody that's making a statement like that, um, that is not found in the Bible. That is made up. And I think that's a dangerous place to be because, again, when you realize the tribulation saints are going to be completely reliant, I believe, upon the directive of the Holy Spirit in their lives because uh, the church is, is, is fragmented. I mean, it's, it's gone. There's, it's not there. So you don't have a, a cohesive group that you can oftentimes go to. Now, I'm not saying there are not going to be Christians that gather together during the tribulation period, but that which we commonly know as the church is in heaven. I do believe, though, that the Holy Spirit will continue to guide those and give them the strength they need to die for their faith, as the Bible says they will. I believe that is is absolute. And I, to say... Uh, that the Holy Spirit will not indwell um, the tribulation saints. Uh, it's made up. It's just made up. It's not there. So hope that helps. Yes, thank you. God bless you, Michael. Stay in the line. Happy New Year to you. Send you out some books, DVDs, the movie Jesus. Think you'll enjoy. Let's go to Ginger, Elwood, Texas. Hi, welcome. Hi, Mike. Hi, Brad. How are you? We're, we're good. Howdy. We're, we're good. How are you? Very good. I'm great. Thank you. I, I called to encourage you, not necessarily with a question, but I've thought of a question since uh, I've been listening to you. Um, my brother Jeff has listened to you for years, and he 
would tell me, oh, you've got to listen to Every Man and Answer. He'd text me to Every Man and Answer's coming on. And I started listening every now and then as I would cook dinner. And uh, Jeff went on to heaven last month. But mm. his sharing of CSN and to Every Man and Answer has has reached me and it's it's reached other people. And I just want to thank you guys for what you're doing and getting the the Bible, the word out there to all of us. So thank you very much. Well, Here's God gets question. the glory, and, and uh, yeah. may the may the Lord just continue to strengthen you, Ginger, and everybody listening. And and uh, as I think we're living in such perilous times, I I don't know how long we've got before the Lord's come back, but I don't believe it's very long. And so we want to we want to keep on keeping on, just as the Bible says we're supposed to be doing. Now, what was your question? I agree, and you know, Jeff, uh, he just was looking up for the rapture every day. And so my question is this, when, uh, when we die, we're absent from the body and present with the Lord. Yes. When do we get our, our new bodies? At the rapture. And that's what the Bible says. In a moment, twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ are raised. Now, what do you mean they're dead? The cemeteries are full of dead bodies. But they're going to be reunited with the spirit that's in heaven. Paul says, absent of the body, present with the Lord. And we're going to need a body during the millennial reign of Christ, especially. Uh, We remember, Paul says, we're not exactly sure what we're going to be, but we know when we see him, we're going to be like him. We're going to need a body. Jesus said, do you have any fish? After he rose from the dead, he said, here, Thomas, put your fingers here in the holes in my hands and thrust your hand into my side. He fell to his knees and said, my Lord and my God. By the way, this is one of the places in the scripture where the Bible says uh, Jesus is God as well. He says, my Lord and my God. Jesus said, no, I'm not really God. Just get up. Come on. No, he he is. That's who he is. But uh, we have to remember here that um, in this, in this, we just have to, again, just let God do what he wants to do. Your thoughts, Brad? Yeah, and we need to uh, be very careful. So when we're talking like a new body. We're often we're often thinking in terms of our our dimension of of, of matter and, and and physics, if you will. Uh, and yet, it's it's going to be something uh, very different. Um, and I would expect it to to be something that uh, is uh, going to be not worse, but actually better. Um, and uh, in terms of uh, connecting, communing with God. Uh, being one with God, one with Christ, uh, it's uh, it's going to be an, an incredible, exciting, exciting time, and um, I think that the Lord in His Word has has explained it as much as we need. Uh, but I think uh, there's there's so much that we cannot comprehend because of the awesomeness of God and the whole new dimension that we're going to be uh, occupying with our this new body that God's going to be giving us. I hope that helps. Because again, again, anybody that's died in faith right now in heaven is not lacking anything. But when right. we come back to rule and reign on this earth, we are going to need a tangible body. Now, it's going to be a body like his. Paul says, we're not exactly sure we're going to be, but we know when we see him, we're going to be like him. Jesus was able right. to appear behind locked doors, vanish, yet he could still eat. So this is going to be a really cool body we're going to get. Right. We're going to be just the right age. No more, no more, uh, no more aches and pains. Uh, we're going to be... We're going to be so good looking. So I hope that helps. 
It does. I'm so excited, and it's very exciting times that we're living in. God, God has it all under control. Thank you, Mike and Brad. God bless you. Stay on line, uh, Ginger. We'll send you out a couple of books, a couple of DVDs. Happy New Year to you. Let's go to Vanna, I believe it is, South Dakota. Hi, welcome. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I ended up reading Genesis 18 today, and I was kind of confused about, um, like in verse 1, it says, the Lord appeared to Abraham, but then... Um, in verse two, it says, Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby and kind of just throughout chapter 18, it seems to go back and forth between the Lord and the man. And, um, so I was wondering if you can kind of explain that and give light to that. I I believe that one of them was the Lord. And and again, this goes back to our earlier call. Not only do you have Melchizedek, here's another place. And this isn't the only other one either. Uh, and so you have several times that the Lord directly spoke to Abraham, and I believe the other two were probably just uh, uh, you know angelic beings accompanying him. Your thoughts, Brad? Yeah, I I think that's the the reasonable presumption based on uh, the, the scripture. Um, I, I think anything beyond beyond that is um, is is going to be you have a hard time probably finding other passages to uh, support that. But yeah, I, I think that's what we're, we're looking at. Uh, Jesus and then uh, and, pro- and and then and then angels. Uh, angels were, you know, when when Jesus was on Earth, uh, you know, angels were were with him uh, after he went through the, you know, the temptation time. The angels were there, you know, coming in to uh, to to nurture him, to you know, to help him. And uh, so, uh, I, I the, the the context of Jesus being with angels um, is is something that's that, that agrees with with other scripture. So I hope that helps. Okay, sure. Thank you. God bless you, dear. And again, uh, you'll find even Jesus, again, as I mentioned earlier, mentions this in John chapter 8, verse, I think it's 56. So you can take a look at that as well. Stay on line. We'll get you taken care of some books and DVDs. Happy New Year to you. Let's go to Linda, Washington. Hi, welcome. Are you there, Linda? We're looking for Linda. Linda's not there. Well, we better go to Brian then in Hutchison, Texas. Hi, welcome. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Pastor? Good. How yeah, may I we have help? A question. Actually, actually, it's here in Kansas. <laughs> oh, in Kansas. Yeah, I, it, that's what it says here. I'm. I'm having a Monday. I'm having a Monday on a Friday. So okay, uh, well, Brian. Wheel, right? how, how, how can we help? Well, I, I have a question for you. I've, I've heard some pastors comment about it, and I've heard other ones have their own opinion. Uh, I've heard some pastors say that you don't have a right to, and this isn't for me, this is somebody I know. They don't. You don't have a right to give your soul to the devil because you don't own it. And I've heard other pastors saying that you can give your soul to the devil, and once you do, there is no salvation for you because you've already given your life over to Satan. Now, we know with uh, the mark of the beast, and once that happens in the latter times of, you know, the end times, once you take the mark, obviously, you know, you're done. But how does that happen, or how does that work for now, especially when that person that is that has given their life to Christ here years later, when they've told you they've done that years earlier, sometimes that person is telling you, like, hey, you know, I still see demons and stuff like that everywhere, and even I've told them, well, you just need to talk to God, you need to pray, you need to ask him for help about that. Are are people able to actually uh, say you know not gain salvation or have a problem with salvation with that when they've done that earlier in their life or 
Or what's your opinion on that? Well, I think a lot of people do a lot of really stupid things. <laughs> welcome, oh, yeah. Yeah. Wel- welcome to the life of sin. Uh, and I think people have said things like that. I, I believe if there's life uh, in an individual, they can call on the name of the Lord and be saved. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord be saved. It doesn't say, uh, providing you haven't given your soul to the devil. It doesn't say that. And I don't want to add to God's word. Your thoughts? Oh, I agree 100%. Uh, and we've got to be very careful whenever we put limits on the the grace of God and the power of God uh, to respond to to those who uh, repent. Uh, the Lord wishes for for none to, to perish, but to all to come to repentance. And so, uh, you know, we've uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, you look at some of the people in, the, in scriptures, like you know, the Apostle Paul was the Osama bin Laden of the early church. Uh, you know, he was a very religious man, very. Um, and, you know, and God reached out to him. I, I see no limit you know, on the, the grace and mercy and love of God to those who are willing to, to believe and to ca- cry out to him. Uh, and, uh, and I think uh, when we start putting those kind of limitations, we, we limit the grace, we limit the forgiveness, we limit the power of God uh, in our lives and in the lives of others. Uh, you know, God doesn't give up and neither should we on anyone. If someone tells me I gave my life to Satan, um, I'm now a follower of Satan. I've surrendered my life to Satan. Um, I wouldn't give up on that person. Uh, I'd pray for that person all the more uh, because we have a powerful God who can bind Satan in the same way he can bind anything that that person uh, has in bondage uh, to uh, via Satan or, or the world or the flesh. Yeah, there's many people that have been involved in witchcraft that have repented and come out of it and born again and on fire for the Lord. There's one girl, I don't know her name, but I saw the, some of the pictures. She had tattoos all over her arms and her neck and everything like that. And she was she was into the cult and um, completely accepted Christ as her savior and and getting a lot of those tattoos paved over and uh, pretty amazing, really. But I believe whosoever will may come, as the Bible says. For God so loved the world, whosoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good promise that we have. Hope that helps, Ryan. I just think that's probably why she's maybe seeing demons in a way, or at least she thinks she is, because Satan's trying to fight to get her back. And that's why I keep telling her, is just, you got to just keep turning to God. just got to keep praying. Well, God. he's the father yeah. of all lies. He'll say, no, you're mine, or whatever. Whatever he's going to say, you rebuke him in Jesus' name. Always keep Jesus between you and the devil. Always. You never meet the devil on your ground. You meet it on God's ground. The Lord yeah, rebuke I'll- you. Yeah. And also, one more point I, I think is important is that oftentimes if people are on medication, uh, that can cause uh, them to yes. you know, be feel spiritually attacked. Um, I've seen that before. Uh, even elderly people, when they have surgeries, they have you know they're given Demerol, uh, and the nervous system and the brain is not as strong as they're elderly. And one of the things they have is thoughts and attacks and 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 things that are just de- seemingly demonic, and it's. It's because of the, the medication lowering down the, the barrier. So that's uh, something else that she might be want to take a look at is, is medications and things like that that she may be on. Hope that helps, Brian. We're out of time. And uh, stay on the line. We'll send you out some books and DVDs. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to everyone listening and looking forward to how the Lord's going to use all of us in this brand new year. And Daniel, if you'll call us back on uh, Monday, we'll get you on first thing. Thanks, Brad, for being on. This ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. 
That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 